This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News Show. I hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well as you join me for the first day of a long two weeks uh, of international football. Uh, yes, we are going to, I'm going to try it. I'm going to do my absolute best, my hardest to fill this break with as much Arsenal stuff as I can because I know that this can be a very very difficult period for us as Arsenal supporters but I hope you're doing good and I hope you're doing well good morning to people in the chat box uh we've got Peeny Ween uh we've got Matt G who says Mr Tom you're uh you're my favorite YouTuber no one even comes close to you Matt you know you, you've got a lot of making up to do after what you did uh but you know this is a good start i admit it's a good start so uh you know keep it up <laughs> keep it up mate zander mark good morning to you not so first today uh olo harvey brad liam good morning bobby rob paul av uh afc west mids we've got marcus we've got uh afsar we've got axel who joins us as a brand new member thank you axel so much for helping support the channel it means so much and i'm sure that you're already being very much welcomed into the tgt crew by everybody in the chat box, I am sure. Bruce, good morning to you. To Dapo, uh, to Martin, good morning uh, indeed. Uh, Trevor says, in court, I'm your first witness, Matt. He did say that. <laughs> Julian says, morning, Tom and all. Morning to you, mate. Morning to everybody. Sorry if I've missed your name. Uh, there is a lot of you in here. Apologies for that. But uh, I would be here for quite a while. Uh, but I hope you're doing good and well. Make sure that you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. If YouTube fancies notifying you, which I know tends to be semi-regularly at best, but you know. Just do what you can and press the bell button. It does help. Um, we also hit... I should have updated this picture, really. Um, I don't know if I can quickly do it now. But we uh, we hit uh, 1,000, 10,000 subscribers over on the Arsenal way. Uh, thank you to everybody that's that's helped us with the channel. It's, uh, it's an amazing achievement for the whole team. Um, it means a lot to me, I'll be very honest, because, you know, uh, long-time listeners of the channel will remember that Craig started the Guna Talk and it was on about seven, 8,000 subs. It was just under 10K at that point. And uh, what's great about this is that I've been there since the start with this amazing team and we've grown it together. And yeah, it's, it, feels, it feels good. It's a little bit of a kind of a justification in a way that, you know, it's not just about taking a channel on and going forwards, but also starting one from scratch with a great group of people and, you know, getting it to 10,000. So thank you to everybody that's helped support us over there as well, because it's to us, it means an absolute bunch. And there's been a lot of people that you don't get to see behind the scenes as well that are also helping 
and that are massively part of this uh, wonderful team that we've got. Um, our first story of the day is on Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Now, reports coming out from Italy suggest that, uh, unfortunately, he is not living up to expectation. Jose Mourinho is not very happy with how he's getting on in Roma. Uh, there was an expectation that there would be discussions at the end of the season over a permanent deal. Um, but Maitland-Niles has not been living up to those expectations. And it looks unlikely that Roma would be looking to complete a permanent deal for Maitland-Niles in the summer. What the exact specifics of this are, we don't know. Uh, but what I would say is that it's probably further justification behind Mikel Arteta's decision not to really put him into the team as much and to allow him to leave because he's not He's just not getting with the program, um, which is a bit of a problem that he had at Arsenal with the position that he was being asked to play initially under Emery and then uh, under Mikel Arteta. And it seems a bit of a shame that it's gone down this route, but it's not wildly surprising either. But uh, we'll see what happens in the future. Um, moving forwards, uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang scored twice and got an assist, I believe, as well in the El Clasico. Huge win for Barcelona, which all but confirms their top four place in La Liga for this season. Maybe opens up the title race ever so slightly. I doubt it. But you have to say that Xavi has done an amazing job since coming in. Um, absolutely ridiculous job since coming into the team. He is uh, really kind of re-establishing that Barca style of play. Barca style of play. <laughs> um, into the lineup, And I think that... The thing about Aubameyang is he was always going to score. Like It was the most easy bet, well-banked bet that you could have, have put on that he was going to flourish in this team because they create the perfect chances for him all near to the goal. You know, and I know he scored a couple of absolute bangers as well, to be fair to him, but he, he gets so many chances um, in, in those positions. And I think that when you look at what he was always going to achieve, it's not surprising it has obviously sparked a big debate and it has created a lot of discussion. And when we were live yesterday on, on Lee Judges TV, that the topic came up. But I'm really happy for Aubameyang to go. I thought it was the right decision for us to make to move him on because it wasn't working. You know, it, it was it was unhealthy. He wasn't playing for Arsenal particularly well and he needed a new environment. He needed something different. And it's not new that this is. It happened with Borussia Dortmund as well. So, look, he's moved. And he's doing really well there. And Arsenal are doing really well without him. We've scored more goals since he was dropped than in the 14 games uh, that he played for us this season. And and we're happy about that. So we don't need to dwell. We don't need to debate. We don't need to throw out questions on Twitter saying, have Arsenal made a mistake? Should we never have got rid of him? No, because we can see from the evidence from prior before he left that it wasn't working. And you can see in a brand new environment of a new player and a new system and a new team under a new manager that it's working. We can all talk about Arteta never got the best room. That's a lie because, you know, he got the best room in his first six months when he helped us to win an FA Cup. A lot of people turn around and say, well, that's all a Bamier. But then where do you draw the line? It's just hypocrisy is what it is. So, you know, it is what it is. And we move on. And we move on very swiftly to a interesting piece. Uh, I was tempted to put another crying emoji on this morning's thumbnail because uh, Gabby Agbon Lahore not only has joined. I mean, he's joined Ashley Young in the crying brigade uh, right now of people of an Aston Villa background complaining about Arsenal celebrations. Now, to be fair, 
if you do watch the whole broadcast, he does take back his comments. So I'm not going to go in on Agbon Lahore quite like I did Ashley Young yesterday because he does turn around and say that he takes the comments back and he's already retracted those comments. But I just, I, I can't get my head around this constant incessant need to just tell Arsenal off like petulant children for celebrating a win. It seems mad. Keep keep going, lads. Keep celebrating hard. Keep enjoying your football. Keep having a great time. Celebrate like you want to and go mad. Um, and don't let the celebration police and the negative Nellies get you down because you don't need to. And speaking of negative Nellies, uh, Stephen Gerrard uh, was quoted yesterday. Uh, it came out that he'd said in kind of the embargoed part of his press conference that uh, on Saka, he's a good player. He's an outstanding talent. I love him, but he can't complain about that physical side. I'm sitting here now with screws in my hips. I've had about 16 operations, and that's all off the back of earning a living in English football. I, look, Gerard played in a very, very different time. And the irony is that he started to call for protection of players. He did it when he was at Rangers against Livingston. That specifically was about head injuries and you know the protection of players in that sense. But... You can't compare two eras of football and then sit there in a new era of football and ask for more protection and that change needs to be made. There's hypocrisy. You know, it's just, it's ironic that you talk about this like that. I get what you're saying, but there are times where challenges are going in that are out of control, like Mings's tackle was out of control and he was very fortunate to get the ball and go following, following through on Saka could have really injured the player. More protection needs to be given to players and uh, it's simply not. But, you know, it's just ironic that he said these things in the past and then he's coming out and saying that, you know, it's part of the game and he's had 16 operations. Bully for you. Don't really care. Um, Honestly, it's just the hypocrisy in football at the moment. It's crazy. Uh, Continuing on with Bakaya Saka, though, really positive news this morning. David Ornstein reporting for The Athletic that Saka has been, or his representatives have been contacted for the first part of uh, basically making Arsenal's intentions clear about where they're going to be going with the contract and that the next step will be formal talks and of course an offer to Bakaya Saka for a brand new contract. His current deal expires in 2023. There is an option to extend that by an additional year so he does have more than a year left on his remaining deal and that would of course be extended if that was needed to. Uh, but the expectation is that he will sign. Uh, I've had no indication on from you know the people around me and from my work colleagues that you know there isn't any indication for him not to sign a brand new contract. So that hopefully will happen in the summer, and uh, I look forward to seeing that happen because he is absolutely the future of Arsenal Football Club. He's now in double figures for goals for the season, which is a really fantastic achievement for uh, our little Chile. So fantastic stuff and. Uh, Fingers crossed we see him back on a pitch after the international break unscathed. Uh, And lastly, uh, this image has been circulating social media, which is reportedly a leaked image of Arsenal's kit for next season. Uh, The red and white, of course, returning, but this time with a collar and a zigzag kind of etched border around the collar's seam. Um, I and also you've seen the hooped rings removed from the sleeves, which I'm not a fan of. I'll be very real. And I tweeted this last night. I don't know what it is, but on modern kits, I just am not a big fan of of collars. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I love some of the old designs that we've had that, that have collars, but there's something about modern day football kits with collars. I, I can't get my head around why I don't like it. And yeah, I'll put a poll in the chat box 
do you like the new leaked Arsenal kit? And then we'll get your thoughts, yes or no. Uh, there we go. Poll should be live and coming up in your feeds any second now. So give that a, give that a little click on either one of those yes or no options. Uh, but yeah, I just, I, I don't know what it is. I don't really like the collar. I, I agree with John. It kind of weirdly reminds me of an old United kit. And I, and I, and I think that the, the lightning bolts on the collar seem a little bit tacky. It's not like the lightning bolts on our third kit this season that are obviously done well with the, the reimagining of the, of the old kit. Um, but yeah, I don't know what it is. I, I just don't really like it. Um, so if it was me voting on that poll, I would give it a solid no. Uh, 100 of you have already voted and it's very 50-50. 52% saying no, 48% saying yes. Uh, so yeah, and Zandra, I will absolutely wait until I see it in person because it very much will be um, different and it may look different in person. It'll look different on the players. So let's wait and see what happens. I'll tell you what, it'll look very good on a Patrick Schick or a Jonathan Davids uh, or a Yuri Tielemans. That might change my mind. But uh, right now I've got, uh, yeah, I've got a little bit of a reservation about the new kit, to be honest. And yeah, I don't, I, th- I agree with Coop. I think it's a little bit boring. I, I think it's a little bit unimaginative. Um, and I think, you know, Maybe uh, some of us could do a better job. We should run a competition of designing the next Arsenal kit for next season. You see some of these concepts that are crazy and and absolutely out there. And I think that uh, it's amazing what some fans can create and why, you know, proper companies aren't creating anything near as good. But it will sell and it will do well. And we know that it will. Let's just hope the away in the third kit um, and it gets better. Let's hope that it does. We're going to wrap things up there in regards to the news. So we're going to move to your questions now in the chat box. So if you have any questions, please do throw them in and we'll go through as many of them as feasibly possible. I timed that drink really, really badly. Apologies. <laughs> um, I hope you're doing good and well and uh, you're enjoying the show. Please do drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already and subscribe to the channel. Uh, Penny Wayne says, is it true that YouTube takes 50% of Super Chats? Um, I think it's something like that. Um, yeah, I think it's something like 50%. I think memberships are slightly different. Um, I think there's a lot more... That, that I, but I might be wrong. Uh, it's really weird how it works. And uh, yeah, it's when you start getting into kind of YouTube monetization because you have like YouTube, which takes a percentage. You have like your YouTube partners, if you have one that take a percentage, um, unless you do it through AdSense. It's really strange and weird. Why am I out of focus? Can we sort that? Why, why am I blurry? Sort yourself out. Come on, come on, come on. Find me. There we go. Jesus. Um, yeah, so it's something crazy like that. But that's uh, why I know that's not a lot of like Arsenal Vision do uh, a Patreon instead of YouTube. But I like the integracy of of like the memberships and the super chats on here because it's you know it comes up on the screen and you can see it and can interact with it a lot easier than having to go on Patreon and see who's your latest latest patron. So I suppose that's the price you pay. But I prefer the integration and the engagement side of it on on the channel. Um, Real Dream says, finally, Tom, we get to catch your show. Greetings from Jamaica. Thank you for, so much for joining me, Matt. It's an absolute pleasure uh, that you're tuning in. And that's ridiculously early. I mean, what time zone is that? Three or four? Four hours behind? Maybe more? 
That's mad. Commitment. Fair play to you, mate. GTC Refuse is apparently you're not allowed to celebrate wins anymore. Like Juan Lahore is happy to celebrate when Villa win, but apparently we're not allowed to celebrate when we win. <laughs> yeah, we covered this on the main news bit, and uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's 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 crazy. Neil says, Tom, who are the players going on international break? Good question. I've not seen all the squads, to be fair. Um, I'm not sure if... You think all of them would have been announced by now, uh, so I'm not sure who all of the players are. I don't know if Arsenal have actually done a a big thing about who's going on the international break. Uh, they may have done it on for England and all of them. Doesn't look like it. I'm going to go through the squad and I'll say which ones I imagine have been called. <laughs> uh, I know that Burton Leno hasn't. Ramsdale has, but he's injured, so he's not going to be there. Ben White, Tierney, Gabriel have all been called up. Cedric has. Tommy Asu hasn't. I think Tavares may be in the youth side for Portugal. Uh, Partey will. Saka has. Erdegaard has. Uh, Lekonga, I'm not sure. I don't think he has. Uh, he might be in the youth side, but he's 22 now, so I'm not sure how that works. Smith-Rowe has. Xhaka has. Lacazette hasn't. Uh, Pepe, I believe, probably would have done as well. If there is an African international break, uh, I, I don't know if there is one straight after the, the AFCON or if there's just not one at the moment. I know that there's breaks at different times at certain periods of the year and Martinelli has as well though his illness I don't know if he's being kept out of that Saliba hasn't for the main team but I imagine he's in the other 21s uh Torreira Mavropanos I imagine also were for their sides uh Bellerin hasn't as far as I'm aware and uh, neither has Maitland-Niles or Nelson Balogun's been called up for the under 21s and Genduzzi is in the French national sides uh, as well so there you go um, morning for Philadelphia, Alton. Morning to you, mate. Noel says, if Schick scored a 30-yard screamer in that kit, I would change my mind. <laughs> Absolutely. Peter, sup, Tom? Sup, Peter? How you doing, mate? Uh, just want to point out Arsenal have faced 133 corners and conceded zero. Uh, I mean, you got to give credit to Jova, uh, Nicholas Jova, who is our set-piece coach that we brought in from Man City. you got to say... Fair play to that man there because he's doing an absolutely brilliant job. Josh says, what's going on with the transfer room of Hussein Awar? And is he the player that we need? First answer to your question is, I don't know what's going on with those links. He's been linked to Arsenal in the past. I imagine that's why they're linking to Arsenal again. I don't think there's too much truth in that. Is he the player that we need? Nah, not at all. Do not want Hussein Awar anywhere near Arsenal. Uh, Dersh says, Tom, we need 18 points minimum from 30 now. Spuds have a favourable run-in and we need to just do our business. 18 points from 30. Does that include a win over Spurs? Because if you're dropping 12 points, surely you're still going to have to rely on other teams to drop points as well. Uh, I'm sure there's algorithms that can work it out. I mean, even though we won at the weekend because Spurs beat West Ham... The 538 prediction algorithms have us down at 67%. Um, Man United are now 8% likely to finish in the top four. They have dropped down massively. So, um, Sammy has been called up for the senior squad, Tom. Oh, interesting stuff. Uh, Josh says, uh, thoughts on Kokchu from uh, Feyenoord as a midfield option in the summer. He's having a fantastic season, having a high ceiling. He's kind of moved position. He was really thought of like as an attacking midfielder. And I think he's played slightly more central this season for Feyenoord. Um, he's someone that Arsenal have been linked to. They've definitely been scouting and tracking him. I'm not sure if he's the one that we will go for. And there's probably other options out there. 
but what, not one to sleep on. Uh, certainly one to keep your eyes on for the future. Oh, of course, England are playing Ivory Coast. Yeah, well pointed out, Daniel. Of course they are. Uh, AFC West, this is how much I care about the international break, honestly. I, I, I can't stand it. AFC West mids, if we don't get top four, are we at risk of Saka getting poached? Of course. like Of course, the, the, the likelihood of Saka leaving would go up. So it's just another reason that we need to make sure that we qualify. Um, Gurish uh, says, I think, is it Gurish? can't really see the, the little letters. I assume it is. Um, Tom, do you think Arsenal missed uh, the chance with Toyn Coop Miners? It is Garish. I can see it on my screen this side. <laughs> uh, apologies. Uh, with Toyn Coop Miners last season, uh, yeah, I think he's an absolutely brilliant player and Atalanta got another bargain and they're very good at finding them. So it's not surprising to see that he went there in the end because... He's a very good player and they're very good at finding those. Uh, Ian says Spurs are hitting form in the right time. Also, their fixtures are a lot easier than ours. They are only three points away. Are you still confident we can make top four? Yes, I am confident. And you should be confident that we can make top four. We're playing very, very well. I think we're playing better than Spurs. I think they're gettable. I think they're beatable. Uh, but that North London derby is going to be absolutely crucial, as is the United game, as is the Chelsea game. They've got to play Liverpool um, and the rest of their fixtures are fairly straightforward, really annoyingly. Um, but nothing can come easy for us. They've got to go to Villa, which is going to be a difficult game. They've got Newcastle, which is a difficult game. They've got Brighton, which is an easy, 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 easy game. Uh, they've already proven that because they battered them 3-1. I'm surprised that Brighton even got a goal. Um, they've got Brentford away, which, you know, probably is going to be all right. Leicester at home, probably going to be okay. Liverpool away, you'd hope that Liverpool can get a result, but Spurs have a, a really good record against those big teams. Uh, and Burnley and Norwich on the last two games of the season, which is just annoying that they're just that easy for them, but uh, it is what it is. Um, yeah, they're, they've got an annoyingly easy run-in, but hopefully they can still drop points. They're Spurs, you know, the pressure gets to them. They drop points, they lost to Burnley of all teams. So who knows? Maybe something will happen. We've got to play them still, uh, and that would be huge for us if we can get that win. Uh, <laughs> Penny Wins says, isn't it true that if the show reaches at least 100 likes, Arsenal are guaranteed top four? I don't know, but I wouldn't want to take that risk. I tell you, I, I'm not sure I'd want to, you know, it's, you're in control, guys. <laughs> don't, don't take that risk. Uh, Stefan says, why doesn't Erdogan shoot more? Uh, greetings from Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, Brent Sancho, uh, Ian Cox. I remember those guys that were part of the uh, Trinidad and Tobago team that played against Peter Crouch back at the... I want to say the 2006 World Cup, maybe 2010. Um, they used to play for Jules. That's why I know they are. Um, but yeah, no. Does he need to shoot, shoot more? Yeah, he does. And he needs to get better on his right foot as well. But it's just in his nature to be more of a creator. So, you know, there's there's lots that need to come uh, from, lots more that needs to come from Odegaard. And shooting is definitely one of them. Uh, Caruso, what are your thoughts on PSG losing to Monaco? far from a perfect team. I think that's why they were quite, I want to say comfortably beaten by Real Madrid, but in the end, Real Madrid are very much easy, able to turn it round. It doesn't really do that much in terms of the Liga table though, I'm pretty sure. Uh, if I look at, let's have a look at the Liga table and see how that's working. What I think it will do though, is it could convince, I mean, it's one game, of course, but it could convince players like Kylian Mbappe that PSG maybe isn't the perfect place for them. Marseille are just not consistent enough to catch up, neither are N. Uh, and Monaco aren't even having the best of seasons. I mean, they're down in seventh this year. They haven't really been able to turn things around after they lost Nico Kovac. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting result. 
certainly one to see maybe PSG drop a few points, but it's all they've really got to focus on between now and then the league and the cup, I think, too. Uh, GGTVFU says, I wonder how long it would take for Aubameyang to go off the ball like he did at Arsenal. Probably quite a while, you know. At Arsenal, it took a couple of two, three years before he did. Um, Ali says, I think it's only our fans who can't come to terms with players who had issues at Arsenal, thus needing to leave, succeeding elsewhere. It's part of the parcel of football. It is. Look, you never. it's never nice to see a player leave and then go on and do really well elsewhere. It kind of makes us feel like we made the wrong choice. But I don't think we did. You look at the amount of goals that we're scoring in his absence, and it's a lot more than when he was here. So certainly is worth not stressing over. Axel says, don't stress about Spurs. They will bottle it against Newcastle. We just need not to lose to Spurs and top four is ours. But to contradict myself, let's focus on one game at a time. That's all we can do. Look, we just need to win the next game. That's all that Arsenal need to focus on is that we've got Crystal Palace away from home next. Really tricky game. And they're in really, really good form. And, you know, I think all their last fair few home games, they've won four or five of them. We're in a position where we just need to focus on winning that next fixture. Hopefully, after the international break, Tommy Asu is going to be back and fully fit and raring to go. You know, Hopefully, we don't have any injury issues to worry about. And we're going to be rested, which is not something that we have had for a little bit because we've been playing a lot of games. So I'm looking forward to the game. And that's all we need to think about is, is the next one. Uh, Girish, thank you so much for becoming a member. Absolute legend, mate. And uh, I'm sure that you'll get a big welcome from all of the members and the non-members, of course, in the chat box as well. If you are joining up as an expert member as well, I'll leave a new link to the Discord server in the community tab after today's show. Um, is this new leak confirmed? I don't like it. Uh, it's not, as most never are until it actually is confirmed. But footy headlines are pretty good with stuff like this. So it wouldn't surprise me uh, if it is uh, one of those kits that turns out to be true. Let's have a check on the poll. Uh, 278 of you have voted. Slightly switched now. Uh, 51% saying yes, you enjoy the new kit. 49% saying no. Very split, which is not what you want to see. You shouldn't see that much of a split with a brand new kit coming out. You should see people absolutely over the moon and excited for it. So when you see that 50-50 is being what's touted at the moment for the how much people like it, it uh, doesn't bode well for customer feedback, if that's what you want to call it. I've been watching too much of The Apprentice. Uh, Wesley says, current kit is one of the best of all time. Maybe people don't see this now, but it will come around. I yeah, I agree. I think the one that we've got this season is, is one of the absolute best. Um, I really, really, really like the home kit for this season. I think it's great. Uh, I'm looking forward to Arsenal versus Spurs. Bring it, says Josh. You and me both, mate. Uh, Iron says we're going to miss Ramsdale's passing out from the back if he does not recover in time. He's probably going to miss the Southampton and Palace games, to be fair. Um, and that's fine. Look, Yeah, we, we're going to miss his, his distribution, but we need to just focus on each game that we've got and uh, deal with it from there. Uh, Odirile says, do you think that we can renew Hutchinson's contract? I'm hopeful. I mean, he's been involved in the first-team squad, giving him a little bit of a taste of what it's like to be in and around the senior team, so I'm hoping that's helping. But his contract does expire very, very soon. Uh, Deep Eleven says, why are we not going for Graven Birch? The price is decent and the profile is perfect because we probably can't compete with the likes of Bayern yet for those types of player profiles and Bayern are the team that are leading the race for Ryan Gravenberch. Um, 
Answer says, how about Tammy? I mean, I wouldn't mind if Tammy is one of the players we look at. I, I think we'd need to go for, say, Tammy and someone else. I don't think it could just be Tammy Abraham. But he's not a fashionable striker, and you would see a lot of opposition, I think, to that because of who he is, where he came from. No more Chelsea, like all of that stuff. But actually, he's left Chelsea now, and he's doing brilliantly at Roma. Uh, Marcus says, are doctors working on Spursy? Hope not, as it's an illness I enjoy. <laughs> Uh, Penny Wynn says Leno will want to be great so that he can keep Ramsdale out so I wouldn't worry too much and he also wants to you know he needs to show off himself to potential suitors in the summer we know that he's going to move on he needs to put himself into the shop window and he's only going to be able to do that by putting in some really good performances uh, Samuel says Tom this Kane Son thing is getting me nervous they just keep getting out just because these two are something else and that's what teams need to focus on is when they play against them annoyingly. And I'm, I'll probably hold my hands up a little bit here and say that Kulisevsky has surprised me since moving from uh, Juve and, you know, saying that we could have maybe got him on loan. It would have been good to stop him from going to Spurs for sure. But, you know, he surprised me a bit. But if teams can learn to kind of lock down Kane and Son and not play into their hands, I've said West Ham utterly played into Spurs' counter-attacking play yesterday wasn't helping that they went down early to a couple of goals. If you can keep Spurs at nil-nil till half-time, you're in a really good chance of getting a result. But if you concede early against them, you've got almost no chance because they are the best counter-attacking team in the league, unfortunately, and and that goes in their favour. So, fingers crossed uh, the teams they come up against are, uh, are going to be able to get something from those matches. Um Jacob says, Tommy, you're going to do an episode on the loan players. It's a good idea that we probably do do a catch-up on the loan players from this season. We're also going to be doing our uh, updates on the loan players like Saliba and Balogun. I'm going to do the first one on that. I'm looking forward to getting that one to you. And, of course, our youth team update as well will be coming out in the next, uh, probably next week, uh, in the second week of the international break. Uh, Amaras says, uh, greetings from Singapore. Greetings to you, mate. Is it true that Aziz has been playing in the Xhaka role for the under-23s. He's been playing in central midfields. Uh, I don't know if he's playing exactly the same role as what Xhaka's being tasked with for uh, the first team. And the first team, the youth team have been playing slightly differently at times. They were using a three at the back system quite heavily. They have switched that. Um, but uh, I think that, you know, I think that he's a player that is, is capable of playing in that role, but will probably need another loan next season. I don't see him coming straight into the first team because I think we're going to probably sign a midfielder or two. And you've got Charlie Patino to come back. As well, uh, Girish, though, asking who are the press resistant midfielders available for the summer? That's something we're going to be looking at quite heavily uh, in a video. So I am going to hold fire on that question. Uh, Jonathan says that's the thing about Spurs when those two are having their off days, they are terrible. Dominic says so frustrating that Spurs have got three wins in the last minute against Watford, Leicester, and City. Could be the difference. It could. That's nine points. You know, they've got an extra. Six points from from those games, and that's frustrating. Uh, very, very frustrating indeed. But it's what they do. They're one of the best teams at scoring late in games and hitting on the counter. So it's always going to be. Um, Deep Levin says, heard the new Awaker is black. What are your thoughts? Oh, I do like a little bit of dark clothing. <laughs> I hope it's black. That'd be great. I'd be all over that. That'd be immediate hit. I'd probably wear that on every single show barring washes um so yeah all for that if it is I, I love a black football kit all day long marcus says do you uh do you do predictions for the rest of the season no matter how ruthless i am on our results we get fourth on a site when we i do damn it means we have no chance uh, we will be doing it at some point when we hit a certain amount of games that are left uh we will 
Uh, we'll absolutely do that. In fact, how many games have we got left? I think we've got 10. It might be a good idea to do that um, over the break if we do like a predictions league. We'll get some of the people on the pods and we'll do kind of our predictions. Axel says, what do you think about Conor Gallagher? Watched uh, the Crystal Palace thrashing Everton yesterday. Would love an energetic midfielder. You've got to convince. Now, unfortunately, you've got to convince Chelsea to sell him and I'm not sure they're going to sell him to Arsenal for anything other than... Um, a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. And Anne's finally says, who in your opinion is the best player we've had in the Emirates era? Santi Cazorla. Uh, Santi Cazorla, without a shadow of a doubt, is the best Emirates era Arsenal player. And I don't care if anyone disagrees because he's my favourite player that's ever played during that period. So there you go. Uh, we finish off the show by looking at the poll one more time. 330 of you have voted. Uh, 51% have said yes, they like the new kit. 49% have said no. Uh, very, very split indeed. Maybe one to discuss on an article a little bit later on. Absolutely sure. Um, make sure to drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Go watch Lee Judges TV from last night. You can see me <laughs> make an absolutely huge mistake and forget losses against United and Everton. Oh, I've just forgotten what losing feels like. Um, but you can also check out some really important stuff about Ola, and we're going to be talking a lot more about that on a podcast tomorrow too. Um, and you can join me tomorrow morning as well. You can also join me on the Arsenal way. I assume another show will be live at 9.30. There's a lot of change going on at work at the moment. I'll be able to talk more about that in the near future. Um, but there should be another show on the Arsenal way this morning. So I look forward to that. And yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you guys as it always is. Drop a like, subscribe if you're new. And as always... Up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.